As you know, before we get into the episode, we always have the coaches announcements and I have to share with you this one because it's so fundamentally fun and just uh, how can I say confidence building for women? And it's my cycling skills four week online workshop. Now it is so much fun. We're doing it right now. And I've broken up into four weeks because the first week we meet and I talk, share with you how to become a more efficient pedal, pedaler, pedal strokes, all that stuff. Then I give you homework to go practice and then you come back on the next Tuesday and you have a Q&A so you can pick my brain. Now the second week we then get into hill climbing and then the third week we have strength, power and speed and the fourth week we tie it all up with weight training and nutrition and all every week we have a Q&A and you have homework to go out and put the skills to test, which is so important to put everything together and then coming back and asking those important questions. Now you have me for a month, so it's like free coaching for a month and I give you more value in the face, private Facebook page. So we have a little community going. So I want you to check that out. Go to cyclingskillspro.com and uh, register for September and stop wasting time trying to figure out how to get better on the bike. Just join. Stop YouTubing it and <laughs> I'm getting frustrated. There's nothing worse than that. So check out the workshop for women. You won't regret it. Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Daou, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. All right, all right. All right, boys and girls, it's another episode of Chronicles from the Car on my Thursday, after my Thursday morning workout. Sylvie Daou here, um, host of Secrets from the Saddle, all things cycling podcast. And oh my gosh, are you guys enjoying the Olympics, first of all? Second of all, thank you for watching on YouTube and listening. So yeah, you can go to YouTube and watch all of these podcast episodes live. Well, not live, but, um, and just to see some of the people that you're listening to. Um, and, uh, so today, uh, I didn't actually get a workout in Nobody signed up for the hill repeats and it's kind of good because this weekend I am going to be in Montreal with a group of girls. We are going to a time trial event and I got my time trial bike here and I was actually out testing it because here's the thing. If you ever consider the possibility of for those who don't have the money for a time trial bike, but have a couple bikes sitting at home, you can literally change your like, uh, 
make a road bike into a time trial bike. Okay, so it's not super as arrow because of the frame. However, that is the only difference. So if you can see my bike right here in the background, um, literally, this is my Orbea Orca. It was one of my first road bikes. It's so light, so comfortable. Fucking, it is so fast. Well, for me. Um, but what I did is all you had to do is swap out the handlebars. That is simply all a time trial bike is, is handlebars. You can add all the other fancy bottle, water bottle holders to any, any bike, but you have to get the brakes. You have to get the shifters the so it's, and the bar, and it kind of comes like three different bikes. And then you just swap it out. You take it to the, uh, you talk to your bike shop and you buy it through them and they will install it. You, just, you have to recable it and that's it. That's it. And you have a time trial bike and you save like literally thousands of dollars. I think it cost me like, well, I know the guys, but so it probably cost me like 500, maybe less in parts for, um, the handlebars. Boom. And so the thing is that I can also revert it, uh, convert it back to my road bike. And I've done that. So of course it, it, costs every time because it's in labor but uh, just think about it it is so cool to take a bike and convert it anyways so that's <laughs> I just wanted to share that so I was just out uh, testing it um, I had to make some adjustments uh, the saddle the stem somebody's on it anyways um, and uh, yeah so my first time trial event in like seven years that I'm going to. I uh, used to race for eight years uh, all the way up to senior one two and and then my team kind of folded. That was cool. I had a woman's master's team with my cycling club Cycle Fit Chicks and it folded and that's it was okay. But anyways let's get into today's episode which I have a super important because I know that as a cyclist and this is kind of the time August is kind of the month where everybody's like okay what am I going to do for the fall how am I going to set get set up what kind of training program am I going to do um, and I'm going to go on swift am I going to go with a coach whatever so I have seven tips of what to look for in a winter program. Now I know there's people who cycle year round and for us in the Northern hemisphere of Canada, especially the Eastern, uh, where we do have to go indoors and train inside. Um, it's kind of a good thing because it forces us to have an off season, which is really important. If you put out a lot of miles throughout the summer, it's a good thing to give your body a bit of a break of like a month and usually November is like that that off month because it's in between uh, the end of the season and getting into the winter and it's kind of shitty outside and cold and nobody wants to bike so here are a, a couple seven things to think about um, and I am just going to plug in, um, because I've been doing a winter cycling program. It's now online for the last 16 years and 
what it does and I'm just going to boost myself because the thing is that what happens with a cyclist is you have to think about this. What was your season like? What are the things that you need to, so what was it like? Were you new? Is it, are you a couple of years in? Are you a pro or like, are you moving on to elite? Do you want to race? These are things to think about. Then, um, you know, what do you need to improve? Where are the areas that you would like to improve? Is it hill climbing? Is it efficiency? Is it pedal stroke? Is it uh, your skills? So these things, and then you're like, okay, how am I going to get them, right? Am I just going to hammer it out on Swift and hope to God that, you know, all these things fall in place? Um, please, no. <laughs> you can go on Swift. Swift have a lot of great programs, but it's the skills coaching that a lot of people are missing. It's the skills that are going to help you get faster in those cycling programs, right? You apply the skills and the speed and um, you go through those programs. I've done one last year or last winter and I follow a lot of the training, well, one of the training programs to get faster. And the thing is it it's great. Like it's, it gives you things to do, but it doesn't tell you, you know, it gives you the skills. So that's what I just want to think you think about. So number one, are you going to find a program and does that program has a certified coach? So with, with my program, I'm the certified coach, level three national performance coach. And, uh, we work a lot on skills and in, uh, periodized program. So looking for a cycling coach, make sure they're certified. I mean, it's great to have a lot of experience, but I've always liked to work with someone who has a certification. I've actually gone to the trouble of doing what it takes to be a certified coach. And you might not care, but it's something that I care about uh, for myself and actually, and for my clients. Now, are you going to do it on an online studio or in a, an official studio, like a location. Um, so I used to do mine in a studio. It was amazing, but it was very local, right? And I'd like to a, be able to uh, impact more people globally. So, um, putting it online and then offering my services to a more global audience is, uh, I think way more impactful, uh, cause there's so many more people, um, out there, uh, picking up cycling and looking for ways to get better. Right. Okay. Number three, does it have a community wrapped around it? Do you have a Facebook group? Is there like, um, a place where you can ask additional questions? These are super important. My program has that, um, it's always been like that. So you basically have me as a coach outside the coaching to ask the coaching questions or the, the, those specific questions like how is this and why is that? And, and uh, having a community is really, really cool. Um, because it, you know, in those winter months when you're training, um, you're not necessarily by yourself, you're by yourself, but you're not by yourself. You know what I mean? Um, now, 
This is important. So you have to really consider how much training you want to do. Like we all get super excited and like, oh my God, I'm going to be on Swift and I'm going to train like every day. And, and no, you have to be realis- realistic. Okay. Whether you're retired or not. Okay. I have a lot of friends who are retired and they just got on and, and hammered it out. And then, you know, by the spring you're super tired and you're, you don't, care about biking, (laughs) you know, like you basically OD'd on biking if that's possible. So here's the thing, look at your schedule. Then you're like, okay, what is a realistic amount of hours, not kilometers, hours I am going to put on the bike and make it realistic. So is it based on your home life, your work life, your travel life, whatever it is, How many hours can I, uh, realistically do in a week? Okay. So the program's going to fluctuate. The hours will not. So if you say, okay, I can put four hours in a week or I can put six hours or I'm good for eight hours or I'm good for 10 hours because of my flexibility, um, my commit, my goals. Um, and that's another thing. Setting goals is, um, you know, like, are, do you want to race? Are you going to do a grand fondo? Like, do you have next year's goals set in place? Cause that is going to dictate how many hours you're going to put in on the bike. Um, and also weight training, um, for the season. Uh, and so you have to think about that and also be realistic with the family. Like, no, you don't need to sacrifice family to get goals. You can do it in other amazing weights. It's more like, uh, you, you know, quantity over quality or sorry, quality over quantity, (laughs) quality over quantity. Um, so you have to sit down and think about that. Okay. And that's something that I'm going to really focus in on with my clients is the scheduling, the realistic scheduling so that you're enjoying yourself. You're not burning yourself out and you're going to like really launch into a strong season. And that's what I did. I gave myself six hours. I planned it out as to what I was going to do. And oh my gosh, my season was amazing. I absolutely uh, loved my bike. And I know some people who like just friggin' burnt themselves out because they're on the bike all the time on Swift. Okay. Five is extra hours. Well, when we're talking about hours, like, you know, mixing it up. So some technical stuff, some long rides, Um, some group rides, maybe a race. So picking out, you know, some extra rides on Swift and that's something my program is definitely going to be adding in. One of the sessions a week is going to be a 90 minute session dedicated to skills and training and putting those skills into training, um, uh, like such as drills, um, all those things. And then what we're going to do, remember we're number four, we're talking about hours is putting in 
um, some extra long rides on the weekends. So with the community, you know, on Swift or just on a Facebook uh, chat room, um, riding together, getting in some endurance miles. And that is really important. You cannot be out there doing, you know, loops of the volcano or whatever, um, and always doing hills. You have to balance it out with endurance, 80% endurance, 20% intensity. And that's important. So based on your hours, you have to factor that in. It can't be like three hours of intensity and like one hour endurance ride. No, you are going to burn yourself out and give and injure yourself. Number six, testing, map testing or FTP testing at the beginning of the season to lay out your zones and your heart rate zones or whatever, uh, whichever one you're going to follow. But we in the program is going to do that. So it's, it's always been something we've done at the beginning of the season. So we can test to see how much you've improved because that's important, right? We go into a training winter season with specific things to practice. And that's what winter season's all about is about improving so that our summer is super strong. So getting those skills, like what do I need to improve? joining my community, being motivated, setting up appropriate uh, training schedule, getting some long rides in, making your winter fun. It's not all about cycling all the time. It can't be. You have to have other things and um, making it all work, which makes you happy. And then um, number seven is a training weight program. Now, I know all of us are really focused on riding in the summer. I personally strength train three times a week throughout the year um, and uh, just to maintain. But the winter is where a lot of people typically fit it in. And I will be giving uh, a weight training program or there will be weight training sessions that you can join in. It'll be part of the program because if you want to get stronger, weight training is one of the things to do to strengthen so that you can get faster on your bike. You can't avoid it. And ladies, um, cycling is not a weight bearing exercise. Lifting up weights is. So it's almost essential and a non-negotiable that um, the older we get, the more we have to implement those weights. And a bonus that your program you jump into has a potential training camp for spring. Because there's nothing more fun than going out and putting all the skills and endurance and winter training to the test on the road in the spring. Typically, especially if you're in the northern hemisphere, like I was saying, um, because our spring can be wet and gross and cold, or it can be gorgeous and hot and nice. Um, but actually going away and riding somewhere else is even better. So with that, you guys, um, those are my seven tips to looking at a winter program. I'm going to drop the link to my program below. It's for anyone, as long as you have an internet 
connection, you can join. I will probably have two times. It will start in November to March. So you do have time, but I will have a special price for a short amount of time or uh, at least till the end of September to register, to secure your spot, get yourself ready, enjoy your spring, uh, uh, fall outside, and then come inside and let's get to work on the things that you're needing to work on and improve and put it to the test. So with that, have an amazing day. Please uh, follow and share this if you know of anybody who is looking for a winter program. You know, imagine you could go back 20% better next year, which is totally uh, doable when you have a, uh, uh, you know, a, a coach helping you and coaching you along and making sure that, you know, you are moving your body safely forward in your cycling experience and getting those skills that typically you cannot uh, implement on the road outside. That's another thing. Inside training is specific skills that you can really implement and focus on on the bike, on the trainer. Uh, where outside there are other things that, you know, you implement such as a lot of those drills, um, but it's really kind of different. So with that, have an amazing day. Don't forget to follow and review. And on YouTube, you can put comments so you can ask your questions there. But have an amazing day and just think about what you're going to do this winter and how you're going to get better and who you're going to do it with. Take care. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast. Learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment telling me what you think and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.